Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning. We are on page uh, Tuf Mem Ches. Uh, first paragraph, about four or five lines from the bottom. We have been uh, heavily engaged um, in the Aveda of the Evid Pajit. Now, once you start talking about the Aveda of the Evid Pajit, the concept of his Hachas becomes essential because that is unique to the Aveda of the Evid Pajit. One does not see this in terms of the Evid Nemon and one doesn't see it in terms of the Ben. But specifically, a quality that uh, uh, reflects the Avoida of David Pajit. So, Rebbe what took us for a trip. What, first of all, what, is, what does it mean? What is a Kiddush? Uh, what is, some, it, what, what is the, a concept of a, uh, something which is new, something which, for which there's no precedent, something for which there is no uh, uh, apparent way to reason to or to, uh, to find a path to. It's, it seems to come out of nowhere. And in fact, that's what happens. That's why when we think of Chiddush, we think of the process of yesh ma'ayin, something that comes from nothing. So the Rebbe then took us on a detailed tour of the concept of yesh ma'ayin, focusing very much on the fact that the, the koyach, once having described and explained what yesh ma'ayin is, um, and of course, it's always far, far more complicated than we, we like to think of it. But having given us the basic idea of yesh ma'ayin, of ayin and yesh, and of course, ayin and yesh depend upon frame of reference always, but the absolute yesh ma'ayin, which is what we're talking about, is of course um, the, the world, the physical world, physicality, physical reality, metzias in its most, most, its ultimate palpable form, which is being in this world. Um, the, so the Reva uh, focused very much on the idea of, uh, of the relationship of Yeshma'ayin, uh, relating it to Mishalim for Yeshma'ayin in this world. Now, these are Mishalim. They're not, we, have, we have to be careful not to ha- have confused the Mushal with the Nimshal. No matter what, how good the Mushal is for Yeshma'ayin, it has to be a Mushal. Because if we were at the Nimshal, we wouldn't be able to understand it. It wouldn't be explicable. Yeshma Ayin is not something which, for which there is an uh, absolute relationship with anything else. It's a singularity, after all. So the Mishalim are all, in a sense, uh, deficient. But nonetheless, there are Mishalim. Turns out that uh, one of the major features of Yeshma Ayin, and the major features of Chiddush, is that Yeshma Ayin is a quality of the last link, the last element in creation, namely Ayin Masiyah Gashmis, as we pointed out, Ayin is and can be anything above. So the ultimate transition of Yeshma Ayin is from spiritual realms, which are antecedent to this world, to this world. That's the ultimate Yeshma Ayin. You, cannot get, you can't get beyond that. There's, there are dimensions of Yeshma Ayin above, Atzilus Debriah, or Kredimit Simsum to Autumn Kadmon. We've talked about these things. These are relative dimensions in Yeshma Ayin. The absolute Yeshma Ayin is the lowest uh, uh, rung uh, in, in existence, the lowest stage, the lowest dimension of being, which is palpable, autonomous, physical being. And therefore, anything and everything above it is in the realm of Ayin. Ayin, of course, on Ayin shall Yesh never. Ayin, which it cannot be understood, imagined, or any way related to 
by the yesh, by the mitzias of this world, uh, which ultimately it gives rise to. So the relationship between the um, ayin and the yesh is no relationship. It's a relationship of, uh, of the, the, the yesh is an absolute chiddish. There's no way of possibly anticipating it, predicting it, or relating it to anything above. That's the, the concept of the yesh mind. Uh, again, um, we think of this world as the ultimate yesh man. Looks at well, it could, is it possible, conceivable that there could be a concept of yesh on a madrega below this world? No, it's not conceivable because this world is the end of the line. Picture again the geometry described for us by the Arizal, the ultimate general overview of creation. The circle with the radius, the circle uh, uh, eagle hagodel, the inter- internal dimension of the circle is the holds a dimension devoid of gilui, and the kav, which descends from the radius of the circle, from the eagle of Godel, and ends nowhere. You are here. The bottom point on that line, the bottom point on that radius, there's nowhere else to go. That's it. That's the end of the line. That is the soif maisa of the entire system, as we know. Soif maisa v'machshav v'tachilin. So that's where we're holding. So then the Rebbe went on to uh, present us with these mashalim, which I mentioned already, uh, and the mashal of Mother Earth, the mashal of the fact that Earth, which is the lowest madrega in Seder Shtalshalis, um, beyond which there's nothing, nothing lower, is in fact the venue in which we find the process of Yeshma. The power of Yeshma is within the earth. It's not with anything above the earth. The heavens cannot give rise to anything. They cannot bring about shinuyim uh, in any really any manner, shape, or form. Um, they have no capacity to generate anything new, in a sense. This earth does generate things new. The earth, you plant a seed in the earth, uh, out comes a tree. So that, Rebbe used that as an example of Yeshma Ayin. Uh, again, it's, it, it's a mushal. We're in the realm of physicality here. Uh, so the mushal is a physical mushal. Um, but there is no growth. So this earth is characterized by growth. It's characterized by new things coming into being, particularly in the realm of agriculture. So the example we're using, you don't have agricultural amaya. There's no level either in the physical universe regarding stars and planets or in the spiritual uh, universe, the spiritual rikia, uh, malachim and uh, whatever happens to uh, uh, be the, the uh, existence, existences in those higher realms, there is no, uh, uh, no similar quality of creativity in those, in those realms. Uh, well, the Rebbe left us with this discussion of malachim, that uh, you know, what, what you see is what you get, more or less. Um, we talked about the physical rikia, that the stars, planets, the mazailis, whatever those are. Um, since Sheshim Ebrashis, that's what they are, and uh, that's it. There's nothing new going on. The, uh, the, the rules uh, that govern their behavior and the actual movements and, and uh, behavior that they exhibit in terms of their cycles and their movements and what have you, it's all pre-planned, it's all determined. Uh, these are facts facts of nature. So there's no Yeshma'in either physically or spiritually in the higher realms. So we're ended here with the idea of the higher realms with respect to Malachim. The Rebbe pointed out, oh well look, the Malachim of Bria um, in fact do uh, um, seed, or oh, seed is probably the wrong word, but do produce uh, Malachim 
uh, entities in Yitzira. And the Rebbe pointed out, well, this is not exactly, this is not a, a, a there's a change, these, there's something active, something creative going on in Bria, which results in Malachim, varieties of Malachim in Yitzira. Well, that's not the case. Uh, the reason being that the extension of the Malachim of Bria into Yitzira is like shedding, it's like uh, sparks from those Malachim. It's not a creative process, not that the Malachim are actually creating entities like themselves, it's like they are um, irradiating or illuminating or producing sparks, which then are, are recognized as Malachim Yitzira. It's not Yeshman, it's really Yeshmiash, it's in a sense a form of Gilui Helam. The Rebbe then uh, took us to the situation in which Malachim seem to be created daily. Here we are, uh, about five, six lines up. The first word on the line is Yoytzim Rishar Sav, creator of uh, serving angels. Well, um, those are serving angels which are being created. These are created from the avoid of birurim, uh, which is accomplished lamata, but essentially by our avoida. So they have a source, and they uh, are in fact the product of uh, of birurim. Ubeklolus bechinis malchus. I'm sorry, benechlolim bechinis malchus. They're included within. They become included within malchus, and therefore that's the source of their reality. It's not themselves. It's not that they malachim have created them. It's they are simply a product of birurim, which malchus then. Um, uh, uh, positions wherever they're positioned in terms of these these particular angels. Um, uh, the, the, he causes the uh, uh, sprouting of uh, of grain for the behema, and uh, um, grain or produce uh, which through the avoid of adam can be turned into into food. This is all a matter of. Uh, uh, what Hashem is Baruch creates. Kamash is explained elsewhere. So, all right, so these Malachim, one could consider them Nivroyim, in a sense, but they're created not, they're, they're really the source is here. The source is the Avaita of what's happening in this physical universe. And it's a, they're created uh, by, uh, by, uh, through the dimension of Malchus by the Rabbanu Shalayim. So they are not uh, created where, in, in, wherever they happen to be stationed. Uh, wherever they happen to be stationed cannot create them. And they cannot create anything. They are non-creative. They are, non, they are non-creative beings. They are simply, they simply exist. Of Behem Atzman, of they themselves, and Behem Shum Chidush B'taisus regarding. They cannot diminish, they cannot increase, they are what they are, they are absolutely static, like everything else in the Shemaim, everything else in the Rikim. They do not change their, uh, their assignment. Each one uh, operates in accordance with his source. Yeah, there's, there's no movement, there's no ability to change, uh, and they, they happen to be what they are. Some of them are rooted in the concept of Eish. Uh, some of them are, which would be Yira. There are avoiders and avoiders of Yira. There are others who are rooted in the Koyach of uh, Ruach. Um, so it, it varies. Their variation between them, they're all distinct, they're all different, um, is not a product of their own making, nor can they make anything uh, which is uh, a... a uh, Project a, a, uh, a copy of themselves. 
ki maitzi b'misbar tzavam. The pasuk he brings uh, he brings the ho- these hosts out, brings them out by number. Point being, each one's got his number. Each one has his definition, his quantitative and qualitative definition. What are we referring to in terms of misper here? Not that they're all, oh, this is angel number one, this is angel number two, this is angel number three. The, mis, mis, the misper here refers to the tzirufim and the oisius uh, of the Devar Havaya, which, in fact, animates that malach. The same way the misper would be the, the tzirufoisius, the gematrius, whatever else, would animate a stone or animate any other dimension of being, any other nivra, their nivrayim. Um, so the misper then, the oisius, the tzirufim, it's all shame, it's all shame of ayah, oisius. The whole malach, yeshloi, ois, v'tziruf, miyuchad. Each malach, as one would imagine, since they're no, no, no two are the same, there's no point having two of them is the same. Each one is different in some way. And that difference reflects a distinction in the combination and permutation of letters and, and numbers that make up the name of that malach and therefore assign the unique uh, uh, qualities to that malach, which are immutable. That's it. Once they have the, the name, they have the oisius, the tzirufim, whatever you have, they, that's, what, that's what exists. Those are not changeable. There can be no, there's no chiddush coming from these. These oisius cannot be changed. They, 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 these malachim, no matter how high they are, and some of them are extremely high, uh, they are nivroim in a very real sense. Imkain kol echod each one stands in its own place, obviously a spiritual place. Each one has its own uh, assigned uh, territory, so to speak. Um, they do not increase or cause increase, nor do they diminish nor cause diminution. To the extent that one malach is not capable, they cannot do uh, two, uh, two uh, one malach, who also they're called shluchim, he, he can only do one shlichus, he can only do one assignment. He can't do two assignments. That always was a little bit, sometimes a little bit difficult, hard to, to figure out. Well, well, you know, why is that? Uh, the malach is an intelligent being, and certainly an intelligent being. Why can't they uh, do two different things? Well, they can't do two different things because they are not two different things. And shlichus mamish is, is determined and, and imprinted and planted in them, and their entire being is associated with their particular assignment. And therefore, each malach can only do one thing. Um, we're talking about these particular malachim. There are malachim who are going to be different. But the, so the point here, the Rebbe has given us a rather lengthy and complete um, uh, description of the fact that Chidush is not an Inyan Lamaila, not in the Rikiyas that we know as the Cosmos, not in the Rikiyah that we know as Seder Shtalshalis. Of Ha'aretz, the earth on the other hand, Yeshboi, Koya Chidush, it has a power of Chidush. Shemechadesh Dover Me'ikroi. It can create something which is essentially new. In other words, it is not a derivative in any manner, shape, or form from anything that has preceded. It is a singularity. There was no metzias t'chila. It comes from ayin, klal, totally 
from the concept of ion. Now here we're talking about aretz, actual earth. So um, we, the mushal that we've dealt with at great length, the concept we've dealt with at great length, is the concept of the growth of uh, plants, the growth of vegetation uh, from seeds. And that is our mushal so far for yeshma'ayim. So the question is, um, uh, the, 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 these growths, these trees, the relationship of the tree to the seed or the wheat to the seed is a relationship of yeshma'ayim, but it doesn't look that way. Where's the ayin? I mean, here you have a seed which is a yesh. You have a very, 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 very different yesh, which is a stalk of wheat. Uh, the wheat came from the seed. Did it not? No, it did not come from the seed. It came from ayin, the seed, in order to stimulate koyach of the earth, uh, which is really the source of the growth, has to disappear. It has to lose its seediness. It has to lose all of its qualities and limitations of seed in order to unite with and stimulate koyach in a particular way, which is wheat or apple tree or roses or, or what have you. So really, that rose or apple tree or the wheat really is coming from the ayin be'emtza. You have yesh, a seed. You have a tree, yesh. You have in the uh, be'emtza between them, you have an inyan of ayin. So that tree really, the key to that tree, the key to that uh, rose or whatever, is the ayin be'emtza. The ayin where the seed is no longer a seed, it is not yet a tree, and therefore the spirituality of that seed, the ayin of that seed now, can be miyuchad with koyachat sameach, which is that infinite power of growth in the earth, and it will produce. Uh, well, the earth can produce anything, but it will produce what that seed is a seed of, because the seed is a stimulus of a particular variety or particular species of plant. And therefore, the stimulus stimulates the koyachat sameach in a particular way. It's not that the seed becomes the plant but the instructions which the seed gives to the earth are such that the earth will manifest that plant and no other. Shari onurayim, we see sha'aretz taitzi tzmecha. The earth uh, brings forth uh, vegetation. Vizgadol midei shona betaisis meruba peiris not only is the potential of uh, growth stimulated by the seed in a particular direction, but quantitatively there's no relationship because the earth will now uh, give forth uh, fruit and growth um, endlessly year from year with increasing effulgence, increasing, increasing um, uh, production on a year-by-year basis, uh, and there's no end to it. Sheesh mahem, let's see, peirus, there's no end to the, the quantity, not only the different, the, the quality, but the quantity of, of the tzameach. Sheesh mahem, shehem kedugmas yesh miyesh. So the Rebbe says all of this, really, again, the, the sense or the, the intuition it's counterintuitive in the sense that intuition still is yesh ma'esh. You know, you plant the seeds, the farmer expects that you're going to get, you plant wheat seeds, the farmer expects you're going to get a lot of wheat out of that. Um, it seems like yesh ma'esh. Vehem kol dvorim hanizroim shizayroim tchilo 
Why does it seem like Yeshua's be for this simple, very simple reason in this case? That what comes out is what you put in. You put in a wheat seed, you're going to get a wheat plant. You put in a rose seed, you're going to get a rose plant. You put in an apple seed, you're going to get an apple tree. So there's a commonality here. Commonality is something we think of in terms of Elava Ol, something we think in terms of Yesh Miyesh. That's what it looks like, that's what it seems like. There seems to be no Hiddish qualitatively. Oh, there's a major Hiddish between the seed and the plant that arises from the planting of that seed. But it's the same qual- it's the same min, it's the same species, the same type of, exactly the same type of plant. Uh, it would seem because of this commonality, wheat, produ- wheat seeds produce wheat, apple seeds produce apple trees. Because of this commonality, it looks a little bit like yesh miyesh. Shahara loy medogin al derech You put in a barley seed, you're not going to get a stalk of wheat. You're going to get barley, and uh, vice versa. Whatever you put in is what you get. However, that's not the case. What planting the seed is, is olusman. It is a movement. It is an initiation. It's an avoida. It's an initiation. You are um, interacting. Man decides to interact with Kayach HaTzameach in the earth, which is a Kayach Saif, And his interaction then um, is a challenge, if you like, to the earth. Here, produce something Yeshma'ayan. Uh, so it's an idea of Olasman. Every Hamshachas uh, Mad, every Hamshacham Milamaila, most Hamshacham Milamaila, come from a stimulus from below. Stimulus from below elicits a response from above. A stimulus limited in time and space, a stimulus limited in worlds which are Mugbul, elicit a response from worlds, at least with, with respect to the world you're in, is Bleagul. Uh, and that is the idea of Aliyah. And that's the world is made. That's the heart of God's will in creation, is that man really uh, create the world, which is ultimately called Dir Vataftoinim. It's, it's, it's his job. So the seed really is all man. It's a reaching out to the earth. It's a challenge to the earth. It's a, uh, um, a process of giving to the earth something, providing it with something, and having the earth respond in, in, in accordance with the earth's capacity. The earth's capacity is infinite. The earth has a power of creation, yesh mind. So that's really what it is. The koyach from the koyach ha-tzameach, asher which is in the earth. Shahari mahagarin k'moishahu b'shlemis, the seed as it is by itself, as beautiful as it may be, as perfect as it may be, um, Nothing can grow from it. Because the plant doesn't grow from the seed. The plant grows from the earth. The seed is a way of stimulating, reaching out. It's an olisman in the earth. Just a bit of an aside, these uh, seeds, um, the perfect seed can't produce anything. These seeds can be very, very valuable. Um, they, they can be, depending upon the nature of what, what you're, cho- you're choosing to grow, uh, in the realm of uh, rare plants, Lamashal. These seeds can be, in and of themselves, cost a fortune. You say, well, it's, it's like diamonds. Well, they're not really like diamonds. The diamond, the value of the diamond is the diamond. The value of the seed is not the seed. The value of the seed is what it will ultimately produce. So the main point here is even though all the, there are aspects of growth, of plant growth, which look 
very much like uh, yesh miyesh. In fact, that's not the case. Kiim la'acher shenirkev v'nez bottle legamra koyachat zameich baritz. When when the seed has completely dissolved, uh, deteriorated into the which is the arts, then after that reaches the point of ayin, from that ayin can grow the plant. Now, it tells us something. It's a rather sophisticated concept because we think of ayin as pajit. Well, ayin is pajit. That's why the seed is operative. Uh, the seed gives that pshitas, the pshitas of koyachat zmeich, and you can grow anything. It has an endless, limitless, you can't, no matter what challenge you give it, it will produce for you a, a yesh. In that sense, it's limitless. The seed is the information which limits the expression in a particular instance, namely the planting of that seed for that particular plant. Vahein emes l'fierech all is... The growth, the hamshach if you like, the, the response um, is in accordance uh, with all man, which makes sense. Shel hagar, in accordance with the, the nature of the garn, um, in accordance with the seed, that is what the growth will be. If the seed, <coughs> I was hammering away at this, if the seed happens to be uh, wheat, Yitzmach uh, Dog, and then you're going to, the product is going to be wheat. But the main thing is the seed, this is after the seed has deteriorated. The seed has to achieve the level of eye. It has to cease to be a seed in order to be able to be muked with Koyach Um is bottled Yeshusa. It's Yeshus has to disappear, has to be bottled, has to be negated. Um, the seed has to be no longer what one can call a seed to become to give rise to something else. Without the earth, of course, the seed can fall apart. But now it's simply fallen apart. There's nothing for it to interact with. It's it's a reaching out to nothing. The earth is the to which the seed is stimulating. If there's nothing to stimulate, you leave the seed on the table, put a little water on it, let it fall apart. Uh, you know, you may get a deformed leaf here or there, or a deformed little stem or something. It'll fall apart. Um, what, and likewise, Red mentioned not only the quality of the plant uh, is the quality of the seed, the, the, the species or the type of seed it is, but the concept of expansion, the concept of uh, uh, a rich effulgence of vegetation, with the concept of, uh, of, of more, the concept of uh, great amounts, of, of great produce. The British line could give a bracha lemashal, uh, and that bracha will bring forth uh, fast, fast, vastly more than one would imagine from what is planted or the ground that one has planted it in. Because it says of Yitzchak. He found a hundredfold. So he planted enough, which in his calculation, because the earth was not great earth, uh, the weather was not great, he planted enough that in his calculation would come forth so much produce 
And a uh, hundred times that produce came forth because it was blessed by the Rabbani Shalaylam. Um, so we're dealing here with something that is un- uncalculable, uh, unanticipatable, unimaginable, that is the Koyach HaTzameach, which is a Koyach Ein Saif, uh, and is the source of the concept of our Mashal of Yeshmain in this world. Begam Roiv Zerunin Gina Einen Necholim Klau. Moreover, most seeds, most garden seeds, are not edible. You know, you take a, a, a peach seed, it's actually poison. If you have enough of them, it's poison. Cyanide, okay? Oh, a peach seed is not something edible, but the peach is fantastic. So um, the, the seed, in a way, it's the same species. It will bring forth the same species from which, uh, which it's designed to bring forth, but is Really, truly, nonetheless, from this inedible, unitary, singular stimulus from below, will come peters, will come fruits without end. You got one peach seed, you got a peach tree with a thousand peaches on it. Uh, very nice way of describing it. The, um, the seed, the concept of seed. Um, planting a seed is only to give a tzir to the Koyach HaTzameach. Again, the Koyach HaTzameach is poshet. Now, it's not totally poshet. It will produce only vegetation. You can't plant a goldfish and have the earth produce a goldfish for you. It will produce vegetation. It's a Koyach already in some way eliminated because it's in the Geder HaMshoch. It's after all in the earth. So it, it, but it's a, in terms of that koyach as to what it is, in terms of that hamshacha, it is pajit. In the sense that given its mandate to cause vegetation, it can cause any vegetation and all vegetation, um, the seed then provides it with tzir, or provides what, how shall you manifest yourself? Manifest yourself as a peach or a peach tree or as a, a wheat or whatever that, that information that the seed provides tells it. In the way in which it's going to grow. That's what the seed is. The Koyach Hatzmeach is a Koyach Pajat. It's a Pajat means unbounded, unlimited, undefined. Pshitas is unrestricted in terms of limitation and definition within the context of whatever that or is. In this case, we're talking about the Koyach Hatzmeach. Um, when it dissolves, when it deteriorates, it now becomes one with that Koyach HaTzmeach. The two can then, the seed providing the information, Koyach HaTzmeach providing the Koyach HaTzmeach, can now produce Yeshma'ain, a apple tree or peach tree or whatever. So the seed, seed then is really providing the tzir, the form. But the essence of the of, of the growth is from the Koyach HaTzameach. Bedugmas, Yeshma'in, a key word, underline it. Bedugmas, like Yeshma'in. Like Yeshma'in. Uh, it sounds like, it's such a great marshal. Yesh, seed, yesh, tree, ayin be'emsa. Oh, so that's Yeshma'in. No, 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 no. It's as close as we can come to perceiving it within our existence, within our, in, within our realm of awareness. It's as close as we can come, but it's not it. It's a muscle. Do not forget it is a muscle. Emser Yeshma'ain is beyond the capacity of the mind to grow.
grasp. It's beyond the capacity of the mind to grasp. Ayin, were that not so, it wouldn't be called ayin. Here we're calling koyach hatzameach ayin. Uh, but it's still, oh, I know what that is. That's koyach hatzameach. It brings forth vegetation. That's a, a, a hamshach of, of, uh, of, uh, of or, ein soif, which has the particular capacity to bring forth yeshma. And, and then one could have developed the illusion that one has some sense, some handle on yeshma. And well, we do have a handle on Yeshmaid. At least we have some way of relating to the process. But understanding it, what happens to that ayin and the Kaya uh, the, first of all, we don't understand that at all. And secondly, um, it's the uh, process is visible to us. Yeshmaid, of course, is not. Begam built Klal. So there brings out another uh, example which is perhaps closer to the concept of Yeshmaid. Perhaps it is closer to the concept of Yeshmaid. Begam built without any planting at all, uh, the earth will bring forth vegetation or, or plants anyway. Uh, in May, you have a field and you uh, weed it, you plow it, uh, and now you have a nice plowed open field and you leave it alone. You come back in October, uh, you're not going to be able to see the ground because there are going to be weeds and whatever. All kinds of stuff is going to be growing from that ground. These are plants which are not planted. You've done nothing. You've simply left the field uh, fallow. Uh, and you, you haven't seeded it in any way whatsoever. You provide, there's no Olisman here. Nonetheless, Bederach Mamela will come up all of these plants, and, uh, which is quite surprising. Hine uh, this is an um, um, example of ayin yesh, totally and completely. So only with the, from the koyach hatzameach on the earth, which has not been stimulated in terms of all this mind. Now, how are we to look at this? Um, since Pasteur, we have a problem with um, uh, the concept of... Uh, of uh, of, 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 of something coming from nothing, as, some, as, as life popping forth spontaneously. Spontaneous generation, it's called. We have a problem. It's not supposed to exist. People today will tell you you're out of your mind if you think there's spontaneous generation. Well, first of all, as we know, uh, we can prove we can't even do that, but we can, uh, we can acquire evidence that something may exist. We cannot get, gather evidence that something does not exist because there are infinite number of things. So uh, simply philosophically, in terms of epistemology, you can't say that. You cannot, we cannot say that there's no spontaneous generation. This would appear to be a perfect example of spontaneous generation. That the Koyach itself, without Osman, is giving rise to uh, vegetation. Um, but on the other hand, if we look at the concept of Olasman, it's true. There is no Olasman. There is no intended, focused uh, set of instructions of a particular species which you want to impart to the Koyach in the earth such that it will produce something like itself. These are things that became, became into being Bederach Mamela. It's, it's not a process of Zriya. It's not a process of, uh, uh, of, of planting. There's no intention, there's no kavana. It's absolutely kavana, without kavana, it's without rutzen. Um, it simply happens out of the blue. They say, well, those seeds got to come from somewhere, they come from some other tree or whatever. 
So if you like, uh, if the problem of spontaneous generation is problematic, mind you, uh, it's interesting, in Samach uh, Samach, in Tafresh Nun Zayin, the Rebbe, brings this up very briefly. Samach uh, Samach talks about Yeshmaim, the idea of Yeshmaim, brings these mashalim of the, uh, of the gar and the, the, the uh, ya'ayin of the gar and the uh, yesh yesh ayin bems. He brings all of these things up. And, he's, and he brings this up also that there are uh, perhaps a better way of understanding yesh ma'ayin is where there is no alasman, there is no planting of the seed. The Rebbe there says, it's black and white, I forget which page it's on, I probably should have brought it. He says, you know, there are those of the, among the, the uh, natural philosophers of today that will tell you that this process of spontaneous generation is uh, not, not reasonable. So how does the Rebbe respond? Happy courses, it's, 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 uh, the Torah says, or, none of the above. He says, all right, that's, that's the way they hold. It doesn't matter. Because the Iker Inyan is the Ayin, the concept of Ayin, Yeshma is Ayin. It doesn't matter about the, the, whether it comes this way or that way or the other way. The fact is that the Yeshma Ayin, the concept of Ayin, that, two, that a Yesh cannot become a totally different Yesh without Ayin, the Ems at least, is, is certainly there. And since the, um, the Yesh, which is to become Yesh based, Yesh, the second Yesh, by way of Ayin, is even farther removed from the yesh that it gives rise to, it's a, one could see that as a, really a much better marshal or, or a more compelling marshal than the concept of Olasman by way of, uh, of Zriya. Take it, take it as you will. Mash ain hashmaim. In any case, it's not the case in the heavens, in Shemayim. Hine, me'oz nisavu b'shemayim, b'sheshimei b'reshis hashemayim, kol by everything up there, Wherever Shemaim you happen to be talking about, it's been there since Sheshim Abracious, and it has not undergone any change since then, any real change since then. Loi Nesaisif, Veloi Nishadish Bahem Dover. There is nothing uh, added and nothing new uh, to them, which we've discussed in detail. Okay. Ulchaydin. It would seem, Holoi Hashemaim Givoyim Bimadrega. There's no question, first of all. The earth is higher than the, the, I'm sorry, the heavens are higher than the earth. Whether you want to talk about it physically or spiritually, that's the way it is. The Shemayim, you look up, earth, you look down. That's the way it goes. So the question is why? So, so all right, everyone agrees to that. No one's going to agree, no one's going to disagree that the earth is the lowest stage in physical existence or in existence. Um, why is the earth specifically endowed with the koyach yesh ma'ayin, whereas these higher levels are not? V'loi ba'shemayim, it's not in the heavens. As we already saw in some detail, the heavens do not create yesh ma'ayin, cannot create yesh ma'ayin. V'hagam da'oretz tzricha gishama min Oh, well, wait a minute. Uh, <clears throat> the earth is dependent upon the shemayim which implies a higher, lower relationship. You've got to have rain. Without rain, nothing's going to grow. Through rain, stuff is going to grow. This describes Gan Eden before Adam came 
was on the scene, or everything was in place, everything was, all the vegetation, what have you, was intact, but nothing was, was happening for the simple reason that there was no autumn to provide the avida, the olisman, if you like, for all of that vegetation. Um, bef- uh, it was all there, but it was not, in, it was in a potential state. Ki loy hamter, why? There's no rain. There was no rain. Rain is a product of olisman, mamish particularly, specifically. Um, uh, uh, you have to pray for it, you have to ask for it. Birchas uh, is no small matter. What that there is rain and snow coming from the heavens. The earth, once there's rain or snow or whatever coming from the heavens, okay, now the earth can operate to bring forth vegetation with all this mountain, without all this mountain, whatever. I will respond to the Shemayim, the Kaddish Baruch Hu, I will respond to the heavens, and they will respond to the earth. They're providing something for the earth. They're responding to a need of the earth. Without them, without what they provide, the earth is not going to work in terms of producing um, vegetation. Shazau hashpa min hashemayim, Lord says hashpa, a, a, a gift uh, uh, from the heavens to the earth, which allows the earth to activate growth. <laughs> Through this mamish, you know, you, things will sprout. It does not contribute substantially to the process. It, it serves as a stimulus. Uh, moist earth is stimulated to it's designed, it's ready to go, it's ready to, to uh, exhibit its the seed is planted in it. Dry earth is not, it requires the stimulation of rain. It brings the possibility of yesh from a state of potential, which is always there in the earth, it's always, to a state of actualization. Beautiful example for this, you, you look at... Um, when Eretz Israel, people, Mark Twain, the Marshal, traveled to Eretz Israel in the 19th century. There are pictures of Eretz Israel in the 19th century. Desert, waste, depressing, wilderness, sand, rocks, and dirt. That's not a breath of life, not a piece of grass, nothing. It's a devastation. And that's the way Mark Twain described it. It's, not, it's impossible. Nothing can live here. There's no, nothing. It's just desert, sand, and waste. Um, the Jewish people return to Eretz Israel, and come the rains, and come the vegetation, and comes everything else. So here you have Eretz Israel, which is an absolute desert, an absolute wasteland. So that, that nothing will ever grow there. You can't grow. It's like trying to grow something Lahavdal in the Sahara Desert. That, forget it. That's no place to plant a farm. You know, if you're going to start, you want to be a farmer, don't go to the Sahara Desert. Okay, it's simple. Everyone knows that. If you want to be a farmer in the 19th century, you do not go to Eretz Israel. Except the Jewish people. We don't listen to anybody. We did go to Eretz Israel. Whether that was right or wrong is another story. But anyway, the earth responds to Jewish hands. Whatever is necessary, the rains come, and whatever is necessary to stimulate the earth stimulates the earth. The point being that if you look at the before and the after, the before being an absolute desert, and the after being lush with greenery, that's like a different world, a different country. Well, it's the same place. Because Koyach was there all the time. It simply needed what is necessary to stimulate it to a condition of operative growth. 
Obel hat smicha atzma hum meherz dafka. And therefore, the actual koyach has to rain all you want in the, in the Sahara Desert. Nothing going to not much going to happen. The koyach had smicha in the uh, in. Uh, um, well, actually, technically, I suppose it could, because cars are everywhere, but they're different qualities, one well knows. So the growth itself, it is from the earth. The substance of, of, of vegetation is from the earth itself, from the earth gives forth growth, gives forth vegetation. But you have to have rain in order to bring this koyach into a usable state. But the growth is mamish from the arts. Uh, offhand, it would seem. Where does the earth come to such an unbelievable koyach? Nothing in all of existence, in the highest heavens, and wherever you want to talk about. Nothing has this power of yeshma'ayin. Of this koyach of Yeshman koyachatz, except the earth. Where does the earth come by? And how does the only the earth has this? Wouldn't you? You know, Chachma Detzilas doesn't have it. Uh, why only the earth? Ah, um, you things like this. The nitzchasim b'soifen, u'soifen b'tchlasim. Famous, our axiomatic major principle, which never, which is always one can always rely on this. This is always true that the beginnings are wedged in their ends and the ends are wedged in their beginnings. In other words, if you want to look at the source which is above everything, the source of everything which is above everything, the reality, the tchila, if you like, look at the last thing. The last thing in creation is the physical earth. That means that in God's uh, uh, mind, so to speak, in his rotsen, so to speak, that is really the key. That's what he had in mind to begin with. Everything else is intermediary and ancillary and necessary in order to actualize that concept, which is initial and, and essential, into reality. Therefore, this physical world. That's it. You are here. Stalchalist ends here. Therefore, at this, at this point, one sees, one has the koyach. One sees the koyach, one finds that koyach. Tremendously paradoxical, tremendously meaningful for us. We don't know what life is. A, you know, you've got this whole Seder, who can imagine? Who, we cannot imagine. We have no way of grasping these things. We have no no relationship in our minds. There's not a created intellect that can, can imagine this fulgence of life, of divinity, of holiness. It's all here. It's all in a potato, in a carrot. It's here. Etzem is here. Nuts close and siphon. Seif, this is seif, this is the bottom of the line in terms of Giluyim. It's hardly anything. Uh, in terms of etzem, that's this is what God wants. And therefore, 120 years in this life, we are living with our Creator. We're not living with Elokus, we're living with Eloka. Every moment we're alive, we have this, we're living in a world of Yeshman, we're living in a world of Etzem, we're living in what God wants and desires. And we're given the opportunity to, to relate to Him, to participate with Him, to, to turn it into the kind of world that He wants. It's a fabulous, fabulous idea. That um, a nisham is in the highest level <coughs> would give anything for another second down here. Incredible. 
So that's the concept of arts. Let's talk about arts. Arts al yaina. Arts al yaina. Oh, we have. I know what a world is. Chafim nevidas cheskuver tefers and that's how you decide malchus. The bottom of the line is malchus. He bechinis malchus datzilus. Malchus datzilus is the koyach of atzilus. The koyach within atzilus, if you like, that has the koyach of yesh ma'ayin. Uh, all these other higher levels they give to malchus. Malchus is a recipient. By definition, the recipient is low, and the mashpin have something the recipient doesn't have. The recipient cannot produce for itself. All of them are higher. It's malchus, which is the key, which is the koyach etzim, which is the koyach hatzameach lemayla, so to speak. Soif to kol dargim, that's the, the bottom line, the end of it, silas. Shenimza ba koyach hatchila. In this, you will find the koyach hatchila, not the koyach haroish. Rosh is Chachma, it's the beginning. This is beyond the beginning. This is the source of the beginning. Far more in Malchus in terms of, of the Tchila is found in Malchus than is ever found in the Rosh of Atzilus, which is, which is Chachma. It is the power of Ayin, which ultimately, is the, the Rosh comes from it. In with respect to Atzilus, it would be Kesser of Atzilus. Ultimately, the source is Malchus Dein Saif. V'chein, Nimsa Koyach Zeh, Gam Besaif Siyum Asiyah. Likewise, the same concept applies. It's a recurrent theme. The same concept applies Oilem Asiyah. You want to see the Etzim, you want to see the Tchila, it's Mamish at the bottom of the line. Jehu B'chein is Daimim Ha'aretz. In the, in the very... Uh, Inanimate objects in this world, the rocks and stones, um, it's probably not a good idea to call them inanimate because, in fact, they have souls. And uh, if you think about them, even in terms, Lahabdul, of modern physics, boy, there, there's, there's a lot of action going on in a stone. Um, call them the world of the silent. That's what diamond means, the world of the silent, the world of the... It is so low, it doesn't grow, it doesn't move, it doesn't seem to express itself in any way. There, you are going to find a koyach etza more than you're going to find in a malach. In this world is a koyach achidish ma'ayin liyesh. Again, we don't appreciate physicality. To us, it's an, it's an obstacle. It gets in the way. We develop taivas. It makes problems for us. It's a, it's, it keeps us from doing all those wonderful things, that, and thinking all those wonderful things, and feeling all those wonderful things that Torah Hasidus demand from us. It's it. This is it. This is... Everything is here. The Alter Rebbe said, and asked his, his son, the Middle Rebbe, Erev Rosh Hashanah, what are you going to daven with? Meaning, what lofty kavanas are you going to have in mind in your tefillah? And the Middle Rebbe said, whatever he says, Atik, who knows? I forget. I can't remember what the, the Middle Rebbe said. But let me tell you something. It's something way beyond most of us could ever even begin to imagine. That's where his mind was going to be. That's where his, his thoughts, his kavanas were going to be. And he asked his father, what are you going to daven with? He said, I'm davening with the shtender. Stender is a piece of wood. The Alter Rebbe is davening with Etzim. That's his kavana. That's where he is. He knows where he is. It's a lot easier to know where you are when you're a big makubal, a big spiritual, a spiritually enlightened person. You think you know where you are. Down here, it's very difficult to know where you are, but it's here where is the essence. Here's where, where the essence is. The Etzim is. And therefore, it is not um, open to Gilui. It is not transparent in any way. Etzim's head is Bashtus, after all. We go back to the main principle, which is so critical. The end is wedged in their beginnings, and their beginnings in the end. Emit Sashem will continue next time.